And welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. Also, Adam McManus from theworldview.com, our Worldview in 5 Minutes news update each weekday now with me on this edition. And I want to go to Kanye West on this program. We covered this on the Worldview last Tuesday, Adam. And our cultural leaders leading Christianity, leading the faith, leading our nation, leading our conservative political coalitions, hmm... Not sure sometimes. A lot of hype over a professing Christian controversial entertainer, Kanye West, now heaping praise on Adolf Hitler on the Alex Jones show. And Kanye West, you know, he took the number one position on Billboard's year-end charts for Christian music in this year and won Song of the Year in the Dove Awards in 2020. Not sure how he's doing in the Dove Awards this year, uh, given his you know controversial statements that seem somewhat anti-Semitic. And seem more than seem they are. Well, and I'm going to get there in just a moment. Um, you know, as, as you read his lyrics, now I was looking at the lyrics for his big Christian album and it's the number one position on billboards year in Christian music charts. And it seems to me to be an explosion in a Chinese fortune cookie factory. You know, as you read through the lyrics, very disconnected, fragmented communication style doesn't retain the unity. So it's hard to get a story out of the fragmentation. So not really sure what the worldview is as you consider his lyrics. So, you know, whether or not this guy is a bona fide Christian maintaining a Christian worldview outside of the fact that he seems to be able to parrot your typical Christian cliches fairly well, I'm not sure where he is in terms of the faith, especially given his, yeah, recent anti-Semitic comments. Um, In fact, let me play a piece of this first, and I want you to comment on this, Adam. So this was what he said on the Alex Jones show. I see good things about Hitler also. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Okay, there it is, especially Hitler. Okay. Ah, that's uh, that's kind of painful. Um, he went on to say that uh, he didn't kill six million Jews, et cetera, et cetera. So he's a Holocaust denier? And uh, also that uh, he was impressed with uh, uh, Hitler had a cool outfit, and he was a really good architect. Okay, so not really sure where that came from. These are sort of random statements coming from Kanye West. Not good. Not good. Well, the first bizarre part of the Alex Jones interview on InfoWars is that Kanye West appeared with a black hood. I mean, you couldn't even see his forehead, his ears, his entire head was covered with the black hood. Then in the midst of this flurry of anti-Semitic bombs, he was dropping one after the other and professed appreciation for adolf hitler of all things he's got a bible sitting right in front of him talk about sending a mixed message and and, and don't forget that he's peppering his statements with you know references to jesus and to the word of god and you know that he believes in jesus and uh, he just loves everybody and jesus loves everybody and all of those sort of typical christian cliches are flowing at the same time a number of people have said after watching kanye west over several years that he appears to have some mental issues it's more than just adhd or add there's a clear disconnect from reality i mean obviously he's been a successful businessman 
but there are lots of people who've been successful and yet they have mental challenges nonetheless. So I don't know how much to ascribe to what seems to be some kind of mental illness. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't diagnose him. But I can say that the anti-Semitic comments he uttered on the uh, Alex Jones show and previous comments he's made that resulted in his having lost huge numbers of very expensive sponsors. I think his fortune went down from like four billion or three billion to about fifty million or a hundred million, and and he owes a bunch in back taxes at this point, and the IRS has even seized control of his account. So, what he's doing and how he's acting is having a definite impact on his bank account, as it should. Yeah, he's an accident that's already happened. Uh, not just an accident waiting to happen. He's an accident that already happened. And uh, these are the leaders of our Christian culture today. I mean, I'm talking about pop culture. And Donald Trump met with Kanye West last week. News coverage came out on that. Kanye West is reportedly running for president of the United States, as is Donald Trump. Kanye West uh, did this thing with Alex Jones. Kanye West, Donald Trump, and Alex Jones. I know there are a lot of people out there, uh, Trump fans, Kanye West fans, Alex Jones fans, um, maybe these guys will save America. Um, at least two of them are running for president, but uh, again, not sure that's going to happen. And I, and I'm going to comment on this some more after the break, but, uh, wow. You know, there, there, there's a problem here with, uh, if, if this is what constitutes, you know, Christian leadership, in popular culture, or if this is what constitutes leader, conservative leadership to put America in the right position, on the right track, oh, be back with more in just a moment on the Generations Broadcast. You know, busyness has a way of creeping into our lives. As dads, it can leave us longing for moments of one-on-one time with our sons to simply talk. And those moments can be tough to come by. I get it. That's one of our top goals for our annual summer father-son retreat in the Colorado mountains. To provide quality time for you to connect with your son, can you think of anything more important for your schedule next year? If you are looking for an opportunity to bond, to really bond with your son, then join me, Kevin Swanson, and hundreds of other fathers and sons from across the country next August. But be sure to register soon because we max out the camp every year and we're already filling up. Go to coloradofatherson.com today and choose one of the two weekends available before they are full. Lord willing, I will be there and it will be a great opportunity to meet you and your son. This is your chance to secure the lowest price for this event. So go to coloradofatherson.com and register today. And we are back on the Generations broadcast. Kanye West, Alex Jones, Donald Trump, lots of conservative slash Christian fans out there. And yet we continue to ask the question, is this what it takes to save America? Um, Now, Alex Jones, I was surprised I was listening to him. That's the first time I've heard him in a while. Um, He curses. and, And he curses a fair amount. 
And Donald Trump, of course, has been known to use uh, curse words. And interestingly enough, I also saw cursing in Kanye's music. There was a curse word in one of his uh, religious songs or whatever you call that. Um, All three have been divorced, which is interesting. Alex Jones has been divorced. Kanye, I think, is either going through a divorce or has been divorced. Donald Trump, of course. And as you said, Kanye went from being worth about two to four billion down to four million almost overnight. That's Forbes' latest number. Forbes' latest number for Kanye West, he's down to four million. Okay, that's a significant drop off from two billion. And the IRS just froze his accounts because he owes 50 million in taxes. So sounds to me like he's heading for bankruptcy. Trump has filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy for his company six times. And Alex Jones owes $1 billion plus in all his lawsuits. He just filed bankruptcy for his free speech systems, claiming $14.3 million in assets as of May 31st this year, $11 million in product sales, and $79.2 million in debts. Okay, so $14.3 million in assets minus $79.2 million in debts. That's upside down. Uh, that's not solvent. You're underwater at that point. That's that's not where that's upside down. That's underwater. Big time, yeah. Uh, I used to say if you want to do a fire sale in a nation, taking a record ball to an economy, put a guy in the top office who's already done six bankruptcies. That's the guy you want. So I I don't know. Maybe maybe these are the guys that will save America. I don't think so. I don't think so, my friends. Now, I'm not going to interact with any of these uh, positions or the causes uh, outside of the fact that you know, this anti-Semitic position taken by Kanye West is all wrong, all wrong, all bad. But, uh, but you know, let's not focus on these guys. Let's not focus on their commitments, their rants, or any of that. What I want to do is I just want to step back and say, okay, let's take a look at some significant principles. If you're a conservative or you're a Christian, let's keep some principles in mind. The first of which is... We got to remember that we don't solve America's issues politically. Political solutions cannot possibly save us at this point. And I've said this before, but the problem is not fundamentally the deep state, the Democrats, or the Council on Foreign Relations. The problem is the human heart. <laughs> the pro- let's let's get to it. The problem is you know fifty seven percent of children born to millennials born out of wedlock. That's the problem. It's tied into sin. So sin is the problem. The, the problem is the, the nation is no moral integrity left to it because the nation is soaking in sin. The problem is the devil. We wrestle not against principalities and powers uh, or against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, etc. That's what we're wrestling against. And we need to keep this in mind. Therefore, the solution begins with faith, with prayer, with a transformation of, of heart and life, the solution needs to be looked for more so in the churches, more so in terms of uh, spiritual revival, and uh, the outworking of all of that will take place in politics. So if, if you're not keeping you know, 1.7 of your eyes on the churches and upon the Reformation reviving and repentance that goes on in the human hearts and the grassroots. If if you're not really focused in on that, but you're just focused in on politics and your main deal is here's how we're going to change America. Here's how we're going to fix America politically. You're off track. So, and we've said that before. 
But uh, also just saying that you're a Christian doesn't mean much, and dropping Jesus Christ's name doesn't mean much when the rest of your language is interspersed with appreciation for Adolf Hitler and curse words, okay? So we've said this as well, but let's get back to it. It's more a man's worldview that matters. We have to get to the point that we don't react to a stream of memes that sound good, but listen for a man's fundamental worldview. And that's one of the hard things about Kanye West is I'm having a hard time identifying his worldview as well as Alex Jones. I mean, Alex Jones calls himself a Christian almost you know, constantly, as far as I was listening to the interview, of course, interspersed with curse words and all the rest. But, uh, you know, is God sovereign over all things for Alex Jones? Is God's law the definition of right and wrong? Is is the word of God there to equip the man of God for every good work? Is uh, Does the church have any value to these guys? Are these guys members of a godly church accountable to elders and pastors? Does a man consider his own life according to the standard of God's word? Uh, I think these are the fundamental issues for guys who call themselves Christians, at least partially, to discredit the faith rather than to live by that faith. So that's what's happening is, is not, you know, I see a lot of discrediting of the Christian faith, especially in some of the rants we're listening to from Kanye West. Uh, he needs to be living out the faith. And it's not just a stream of memes, but he needs to live out the faith by, um, by, by not, you know, taking this anti-Semitic position and, uh, and by, by going off the rails in terms of, you know, the way he views guys like Adolf Hitler. I come back to George Barna and the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University and his very laudable study indicating that only 9% of self-identified Christians possess a biblical worldview. 69% of the American population, that's 176 million Americans, claim to be Christians. When George Barna fleshed out what that actually means, and did they have a biblical worldview, only 9% of those identifying as Christians possess a biblical worldview, believing the Bible to be accurate and reliable. Barna divides the American population into a series of five subgroups across a spectrum, from those who only self-identify as Christians on the one side, to those who are termed, quote, integrated disciples, end quote, who possess a biblical worldview on the other. For instance, 61% of those who self-identify as Christians affirm that, I believe that God is the all-knowing, all-powerful, perfect, and just creator of the universe who still rules the universe today. However, hold that thought, large majorities of self-identified Christians also report many beliefs that, according to the Barna survey, are not in harmony with biblical teaching. 72% of these self-identified Christians argue that people are basically good, so much for the notion that we are born in sin. 66% say that, quote, having faith, end quote, matters more than which faith you pursue. Really? I thought John fourteen six said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. 64% of self-identified Christians say that all religious faiths are of equal value. <laughs> I refer you to John fourteen six again. 58% believe that if a person is good enough or does enough good things, they can earn their way into heaven. So much for Romans 5.8, 
which says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And 57% believe in karma, a totally Eastern concept, not a Christian concept. A lot of people who profess Christ with their lips and might even go to church once a month, frankly, do not have a biblical worldview, have not been in the word of God have not been properly discipled, are not being held accountable, are not ever asked tough questions, have never gone through anything like Josh McDowell's evidence that demands a verdict, are not equipped, as 1 Peter 3.15 refers to, the idea that Christians are to be equipped to give an answer to those who are inquiring about the things of God. It's bad, and it's only getting worse. Which means that, you know, the churches are supposed to be equipping the man of God for every good work. They're supposed to be teaching them to observe everything Jesus has commanded. And I think what happens is these guys get pushed into leadership positions, or they don't submit themselves to, you know, discipleship within a godly Christian church, where they, over a period of six, seven, eight, ten years, are being carefully taught what the scriptures really say. So, and and then there's a shortage of churches that actually do that, and that's another problem. But here's another takeaway. I'm just going to hit a couple of principles today as we consider these things, my friends. I mean, some of this stuff is outrageous, (laughs) the things that are being said by, quote-unquote, conservatives and Christians. Um, And here's another takeaway, Adam. Just because you're rich, famous, and super proud doesn't mean that you're the compendium of all wisdom. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and somehow you can say anything you want in the most irresponsible way possible. And I, I think that's what's happening to some extent. Now, whether or not there's there are mental issues involved, I don't know. They're believing their own press releases. They believe their own press releases. Exactly. Well, listen to Proverbs 15, too. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. Isn't that what you're hearing in some of these interviews, on some of these uh, talk shows? The mouths of fools just pouring out folly. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. That's Proverbs 15, 28. Just too much of the pouring out the folly. The heart of the righteous is sitting there and pondering how they would answer. Meanwhile, the the wicked and the fool is just pouring out evil things and folly one word after another. Um, Another point, it's one thing to make an endless list of things that are wrong with America. It's quite another to have the wisdom to identify the root problems and the ultimate solutions. And and that's another point I I really want to drive home because, you know, you can you can just whine about, uh, you know, a thousand tertiary problems. But let's get down to fundamental issues. And the fundamental issue in America is the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And we're not seeing a whole lot of reverence for God, especially for those who are taking God's name in vain. That would be, I think, the number one most obvious indication that we've got, you know, proud jerks just spouting off and they're not really reverencing the name of God. They're not really fearing God as the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Um, Let's move on. Proverbs 30 and verse 21, under three things, the earth trembles. Under four, it cannot bear up a servant who becomes a king, a fool who is filled with food. Proverbs 19.10 as well, delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. Now, the earth cannot handle that. Uh, These things are catastrophic for companies as well as nations. We're talking about People who are put in the position of influence, and they really shouldn't be there. Okay, 
that that's the principle coming through here from the book of Proverbs. And let me just go over the tale of two women and a guy. The tale of two women and a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds like a good I just title up with for that. a movie. These folks have been in the news, for, especially the business news, for the last couple of weeks. And I just think it's interesting. They, they bring out what's wrong with our day and age. And so listen to this. Well, first, the Sam Bankman fried, you know, remember his cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. It did the uh, space plant um, filed chapter 11 recently, et cetera, et cetera. Well, as it turns out, uh, there's another character in all of this. It's Caroline Ellison from Alameda Research. She's CEO of this organization. Now, she's only 28 years old. She graduated from Stanford with a degree in mathematics. And while Bankman Fried founded his own hedge fund known as Alameda Research, Ellison joined him shortly thereafter. She would have been about 22 years of age at the time when she becomes a major player with Sam uh, working for this organization called Alameda Research. Well, she she speaks like a 13-year-old valley girl uh, here's a quote, mostly sort of, I was something I wasn't used to thinking about. So it was sort of, I don't know, I guess I was like a trader for, I mean, not that long at Jane Street, but a year and a half, which was kind of a more of a trading experience than a lot of Alameda traders had at the time. Kind of wanted to come in and be like an expert on everything, but there was sort of some stuff in crypto world I knew nothing about. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's Caroline Ellison. Okay, well, she gets turned into the CEO of Alameda Research, which is doing like, you know, $10 billion of business. Oh, it's a $15 billion company. Okay, so <laughs> this 13-year-old Valley girl gets to be the CEO of Alameda. And during a video meeting earlier last month before the firm and FTX filed for bankruptcy, the Wall Street Journal reported that Ellison informed Alameda staff about FTX using customers' funds to help Alameda meet its liability. So anyway, that that's one story. And then the other story comes from Silicon Valley. And this is another young girl named Elizabeth Holmes. She started up her company at 19 years of age. So again, these kids, these girls are getting these companies going, these multi-billion dollar companies going. She founded the company Theranos in Palo Alto, California to democratize healthcare. It sounded really exciting, interesting, you know, liberal, fun, et cetera. And so she's 19 years of age. She raises $6 million to fund the firm. By the end of 2010, this company had more than $92 million in venture of capital. And she, uh, in 2011, at this point, she would have been, you know, like 20 or 21 years of age. She introduced um, to former Secretary of State George Schultz. After a two-hour meeting, George Schultz joins the board of directors of Holmes Company. And uh, she has formed the most illustrious board in U.S. corporate history over the next three years, including Kissinger. Okay, this is phenomenal. This is Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger and George Schultz, two of the most Former important Secretary of secretaries of state in the history of America. You know, hanging out what with a 19 year old. What anyone's guess. Well, it, you know, in 2015, she's appointed a member of the Harvard Medical School Board of Fellows. Named one of Time Magazine's most influential people, receives the Under 30 Doers Award from Forbes. Um, she's in the list of the world's most powerful women. She's Woman of the Year by Glamour Magazine, received an honorary doctorate of Humane Letters from Pepperdine University. She's awarded the 2015 Horatio Alger Award for Association of Distinguished Americans. 
um, Fortune's Business Person of the Year, on and on and on. Well, it turns out her company is a hoax. It's a total hoax. Okay, she's... There was a big 60-minute story on this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a huge hoax. And she's duped Henry Kissinger, George Schultz, Jim Mattis, major investors, including the Walton family. That's Walmart. You know, Rupert Murdoch got pulled into $121 million worth. Betsy DeVos uh, was yanked in for $100 million. Uh, What an embarrassing, shameful experience for Henry Kissinger and George Schultz, an ignominious end for their careers. And the point is, these were just kids, super self-confident kids who were able to dupe millions of people, uh, including some of the most respected cabinet officials of the most powerful nation on earth. Okay, so that's the tale. She was found guilty in January of this year on four charges of defrauding investors. And in November, she was just sentenced to over 11 years in prison. And that's the way the story ends. Now... Proverbs 30, verse 21, under three things the earth trembles, under four it cannot bear up, a servant who becomes a king, a fool who is filled with food. And Proverbs 19, verse 10, delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. The earth cannot handle these sorts of things. These are the sorts of things that are catastrophic for companies as well as for nations. And what does this say about us? What does this say about Henry Kissinger? What does it say about uh, the Walton family, George Schultz. Um, I don't think we recognize character anymore. We don't recognize healthy economics, wisdom in the area of business. We don't recognize good science, well-tested technologies. We can't distinguish any of this from sheer hype, youthful, foolish energy, nice-sounding platitudes, and empires built on sand. That's where we are today. That's my comment. America has cast off wisdom as a nation. And it began with the public schools. And I, you say, well, what's the root of all of this? But here's what the root is. The root is that the public schools in America do not teach the beginning of wisdom and the beginning of knowledge as the fear of God, the reverence of God, the, the worship and the praise and the acknowledgement of Almighty God in, in science, in history, and everything else. And I think that's the root of it. There, There's... So little character left in Gen X generation, and even less with the millennial generation, and even less with the next generation. There won't be enough character to maintain the buildings built for the empire in the last generation. Uh, we won't even be able to pull the character together to pull, pull out the janitorial services for the towers that were built for the empire in the previous generation. There is extremely poor character, even in the churches of the country. All right, so getting back to Kanye West, Donald Trump, and Alex Jones, maybe these guys will save America. Um, They won't. Without a reformation in the church, it ain't happening. Without a restoration of wisdom and character uh, in the nation, not going to happen. I would recommend the book of Proverbs for Henry Kissinger and all the rest. I, I would recommend that we bring the book of Proverbs back to families across America Wow, if God's book of wisdom would work its way back into the fiber of this nation, if the book of Proverbs was taught in every teaching college in America, if the book of Proverbs was memorized by every pastor, if it was memorized by every teacher in America, if it became the core curriculum of every homeschool in America, we might have a shot at restoring the nation. 
And that's why I would recommend our Proverbs Bible Study Guides for Families available at generations.org. People say, if I can't afford anything else, but I want to give my children the best curriculum possible, the core curriculum offered by Generations, what would it be? It would be the Family Bible Study Guides. It's a three-part series for the book of Proverbs. That's what it would be, my friends. And I would recommend the gospel, prayer, a crying out to God for a renewal of heart, and then daily discipleship in the Word of God for the next seven years of your life. And I'd recommend that for 500,000 young people in America starting today. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast. This is Kevin Swanson and Adam McManus inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.